Hey, thanks for joining us at Connection Point Church. You know, we would love for you to stay connected and a simple way for you to do that is to subscribe so that each week you can get notified when new content goes live. We'd also love to keep in touch with you throughout the week and the best way to do this is through our Connection Point Facebook page. Now with all that being said, let's go to this week's message with our lead pastor, Zach Maddox. Morning church. My name is Dan Gaines and uh, I'm on the leadership team here at Connection Point Church and I have the privilege of um, taking part in a discussion this morning about a topic that's very near and dear to my heart um, and that of my wife Stacy. It's uh, the topic of loving your international neighbors. And so um, if you're not aware, we have tremendous opportunities uh, here because of Purdue University and uh, just some of the resources it provides for international students. So um, this morning, um, we're going to uh, have a conversation with uh, Beth Tucker. Um, she is an uh, intercultural learning specialist at Purdue University. And um, I'll also bring up some uh, other guests to share uh, here in, that are here in the church, uh, just to share about their experience as well. So um, if you all could welcome Beth uh, this morning. Beth, thanks for joining us today. Um, uh, so just tell us a little bit about yourself and mm -hmm. what you do at Purdue University. Sure. Yeah. So uh, my name, again, is Beth Tucker, and I've been at Purdue about 16 years now. Um, came to Purdue to work in the office where I am with the International Students of Scholars. Um, I'm the oldest of six kids, and so my family's all back in Ohio. And um, I did go to Miami of Ohio and also to Wheaton College, so I was living in Chicago area for a while. But um, I love all things international. I think that's something, um, you know, from very early on I had in my mind and heart. So to be able to do what I'm doing and be involved is really an important thing. I love international travel, which kind of broadens my eyes and viewpoints, but also spending time with these students. Um, I love cats. I love nature, getting out into, you know, take walks and hikes. So it's been really a good couple months just being able to do that. So. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what is the International Friendship Program? Can you tell okay, us a little so bit more? Okay, so the International Friendship Program's been around for over 25 years. Um, but in the last 70 years, I've been kind of coordinating that program. And so it is a program that brings together international students with people in the community for friendship. Very um, simply put, it's just a matching program. I match you. And then you're friends with the student over the time. You can be friends with them for one semester, but this coming year we're asking for the whole year, um, getting together once a week, or once a week, once a month. Uh, if you want to do more than that, you can. Um, yeah, so I'll talk a little bit later about what that would look like for people this fall. But yeah, definitely it's a program where you're welcoming students to the US. It's only for new international students. Um, it's helping them in that transition year when they first arrive. Um, and so, yeah, they're getting an email this week to sign up for it. Okay. So, and to give us uh, kind of an idea of the scope of the, you know, international student population at Purdue, what does that look like? Sure. So, um, many of you know, if you've been around Purdue a while, that there are like one in four students at Purdue are international. So, there's 40,000 students around 10,000. Um, sometimes in the grad school, it can even be like 40% or even 50%, depending on the department. 
So that is that many students um, from about 130 countries. But what it looks like every time we offer it for the 2,000 new students that come um, in the fall, about 10% choose to join the program, and I never turn anyone away. My goal is to get everybody matched with a family of, or single. You could be single and doing the program. Um, so that's my goal is not turning anyone away. So we do have about 200. We anticipate that we'll sign up and we'll need lots and lots of hosts. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. um, and you've mentioned um, with the state of the world and everything that what it looks like, you know, to host an international student might be a little different than it has in the past. So what does that look like? Yeah, now? well, we started this summer, we had a COVID-19 special edition of IFP where um, it was mostly online. Um, although we did have at least one family that shared with me that they met regularly at a park with their student who is still here. It was mainly offered to the students that are stuck here. Some of them wanted to go home, but weren't able to. Um, some that went home aren't able to come back. So as you know, the visa situation is different. Some students are still in lockdown in their countries and won't be able to come, so they'll be studying totally online this fall. Um, but we're still offering the program to them. So the online students, I mean, if you're someone at risk and you know you don't wanna, you know, you're saying, well, that sounds like a great idea, but it might be kind of risky. They're thinking the same about us. And so the online thing is really a way you can do it. We're anticipating 850 undergrads um, will be in their host country or home country studying online. So we're hoping if 10% if holds, well, that's 85 students that are gonna want host families and they'll probably then arrive in January, at least we hope with the visa situation. But there'll be still a lot of other grad students that are here that you know, their first time in the U.S. or they're transferring. It's really, a normally it can be a lonely time, but I think with the COVID, it's going to be even more so. Um, with the COVID thing, it just really makes things, as you know, people can get really isolated and depressed and, you know, feel like they're all alone and struggling. For many parents, they're afraid to send their kids here because they read the news and see, you know, how bad it is here. Um, of course, we know here in this area, it's not like that, like a lot of other places, hotspots, but, you know, parents are really scared to send their kids, and some of the students are afraid to come as well, but, um, you know, at the same time, that's just a, an opportunity, right? Yeah, so, a tremendous opportunity to just really love, um, love on, on our, these students, yeah. big time. Yeah, that's what we're talking about in yeah. this series, so perfect, right. perfect match. Yeah. Um, so, do you have any... Um, specific stories that are just you know near and dear yeah. to your heart? I, I tried to think of what stories I could share with you all. Um, the one story that I didn't realize until I actually got here and started thinking about it was one of the students, or one of the hosts actually has a student in this congregation, um, suddenly blanking on his name. Edwin. Edwin. So some of you might know Edwin. Um, their host family happens to be in my church, the church I go to. Um, so this particular family actually had spent some time in, Af in Kenya, and the students are from Ghana. And it um, turns out that um, Isaiah, they both are Christians. The guys are Christians, and one of the guys, um, Isaiah, that goes to our church, he loves kids, and he's gotten involved with the kids program. He just, all the kids flock to him. So every Sunday you see Isaiah in the midst of all the kids. And so it just, every time I see it, it's just like heartwarming. 
Um, but yeah, so, and Edwin, I understand, comes here and helps with the kids program, and also, do any of the kids know him? Um, yeah, so he also helps with the food pantry, and you know, they're just wonderful guys, and so um, this year, this past fall, they asked if they could get a girl to come to join them, so they have a girl from Molly that is also a friend of theirs now, and so the three of them meet pretty much a couple Sundays, maybe a month on Sundays after church for lunch. So that's what we kind of encourage families, just involve the students in your normal, everyday lives. Yeah. The other, the other student I want to tell you, yeah, sure. uh, so we do have a couple that are from Iran. And for people that are from Iran, there's a lot of background checks that they have to go through to be here. And in this particular case, so we do have students that are here as part of a, their couples that come. And this particular couple, it's the wife that's the full-time student. The husband uh, was an engineer back in Iran, and he has nothing to do. And very, he's trying to get his English good enough that he can join Purdue. But, um, you know, as it turns out, they're with the family where the husband, the host, host husband is um, retired. So he's taken the student's husband along with him to the Habitat for Humanity kinds of uh, volunteer jobs that they have, and this this man is just, he's eating it up. He loves it. He's learned a lot of new skills. He's able to use his hands. He's able to do something meaningful, contribute back. And volunteerism isn't something that is quite, in other countries, it's not quite like here. So it's just sort of, I mean, there's all kinds of ways we can involve students into our community that we wouldn't even think of. I mean, their experience here is totally different than what they would have ever imagined. So, wow, yeah. sounds like great opportunities uh, to really pour into the international students and yes. love on them and uh, see them, uh, show them a different side that they might expect of, of people here in the right. U.S. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So um, if somebody's interested, say they mm -hmm. want to be a, a host family, um, how do they do that? Yeah, so if you're interested, um, there's just a little orientation video, which I've, I've given links to various things to um, Dan here. And so um, you can watch the little video. It kind of talks you through it and then gives you a little, you can even get a video to sign up to show how to sign up. Um, yeah, and then we do have a question and answer session that we offer twice a week. And you can pick a time either during lunchtime or in the evening um, that fits your schedule just to ask questions if you have any specific questions, but also for me to get to see you. It's all online, but I get to see you and you get to, meet me, and then that helps me when I try to match you with the right student. So um, I've already met a few families, a few people that are single that are going to do the program. And so now I have an idea of what, what they're looking for. I try to use that information that I get from you all to help in the matching. So tomorrow's when it all starts. We're sending out the email to the students. We'll send out the emails to the hosts. You all have that information through your church. Um, so we're looking forward to kind of this, it's just going to be a roller coaster the next couple weeks. And like I said, we don't know, uh, there will be, you know, encouraging you to do things more online, but also what you feel comfortable with here. Again, many of our students are afraid to come into people's homes. So we'll see how it all pans out. And as the semester goes along, hopefully things will get better. Um, and then for those that just want to be pen pals this semester, in January is when we're expecting a huge influx of all those students. So you'll get to meet them for the first time. 
Yeah, so the video and resources uh, that Beth mentioned will be shared in the uh, weekly newsletter this week. So um, if you're interested, uh, you can get more information there um, later this week. Mm -hmm. um, well, I, I also wanted to uh, share some of the stories that are here in the church. There's many of uh, people here uh, at Connection Point that are host families, but um, I wanted to invite the Daltons, uh, Mick and Deanne, uh, up on the stage to share a little bit about their experience. So Mick and Deanne are on our missions council. Uh, they are directors um, for the uh, Eurasia region, and uh, I have the privilege of serving with them on, on, in that group. Um, and so, um, yeah, Mick and Deanne, um, why don't we just start, tell us about your experience, um, what it's been like uh, being a host family uh, for IFP students. First of all, I'll say you've done a really good job of matching for us. <laughs> I, I, we can tell that. Um, we started um, getting involved with the International French Program in 2016. Um, we were matched with a young man from India, um, Henry Jones. Yes, that's his real name. Um, you may have seen him. He sat with us up here in the front row for two years. He was a master's student. My preconception was that anybody from India was Hindu. He blew my mind when he told me he was a believer in Christ and a follower of Jesus. Well, it's like, so that was fun. Um, we have now an international student um, from Malaysia. Uh, he came in as a freshman, young kid, and um, he is still with us. He's going to be a senior this year. Um, he told me last week that we needed to sign up for a new student this year be, uh, because he was going to be graduating in a year, and he wanted to make sure that we had somebody to take care of us. He's also the one that will text me. Every text he ever sends me it starts out with, hi, Mom. Now, that's special to me because Mick and I don't have any kids. So to get a text that says, hi, Mom, um, that's a special thing. That's a cool thing. So we've been involved um, not just with those two. Um, they come in bunches, I will warn you. Um, and I always offer, whenever we have do anything with, with the kids, I call them, I say, you want your roommates to come? You got friends you want to bring? And they usually do. And it it's makes them more comfortable sometimes, um, but it also just adds to the fun. It is so cool. And so we have a plethora of uh, young people now all across the United States that we're in contact with through the International Friends Program. Hi. <laughs> so where do you want me to go? What was the question? <laughs> <laughs> what, what is this program, uh, what is hosting international students, um, engaging with those, you know, internationals, what is it's, that? What it's has that been for you? What added, yeah. One of the things that, that kind of surprised me that it added to, to our lives is it helped us understand our own culture. You know, I, I learned their culture. I learned about them, and I've, I've learned a lot about the world. But, but, I, but it's interesting to have your culture explained to you through, through eyes from another country. And really have learned a lot about ourselves, how we interact as Americans versus how the rest of the world interacts. An example of that is, is uh, uh, the young man was sharing with us that uh, if he was in a car going to Chicago with uh, like four of his friends, 
And he would get in, and when he before he got in the car, uh, he would buy a bag of potato chips, okay? Now, on the way there, he would share those with his friends. He would ask, who wants potato chips, right? Not Americans. I bought them, I'm eating them. And he knows that. He knows that. He goes, it's, that's the, you know, that's, the, that's what you learn. All of a sudden, it's this uh, community. They're always about community. They're always about sharing with one another and uh, watching over one another. So it kind of stirs you up in, what, in how we act and should be acting. Uh, be better at that. You want a story? Yeah, that was my, you're, you're way ahead well, of me. <laughs> I might as well start with this. So, uh, like I sh- shared first service, uh, and a young Indian uh, fellow, uh, he was here over the 4th of July, and, uh, and he graduated in uh, uh, mechanical engineering, got a job out on the West Coast. And he came home, he, he wanted to come home, he said, be a mom and dad for the holidays. For, for, so I, that was we're, pretty we're cool. We're closer than India. Yeah. So anyway... We, so uh, he came home. We had a really good time to visit with him. And he started sharing a story with us about uh, their concept before he ever left India. This is like two years ago, you know, to come to America, to become at Purdue. And he has a great testimony. It's a wonderful testimony. But he started to share with us that he was instructed, all right, number one, be aware of Americans. All right? Uh don't expect for them to ever talk to you. Don't expect them to have anything to do with you. All right? And you won't get in their homes. They won't have you over. All right? Go there, get into school, finish your education, and get out. Uh, and I said, where did they come up with that at? He, that's what he was told. So anyway, what happened was, was we had him out to our house. What would he was here we, we met him and uh, had him out, him and that, a group of others, for uh, dinner. We ate and played and talked. And he left, went back to his room, and told his roommates that he had just spent the evening in an American's home eating their food. And his roommates could not believe him. They actually had you in their house. He said, yeah, they did. We ate their food. They offered me food. We ate food. And it, it, it just blowed him, it blowed me away to have that concept is out there. Why, I don't know. But, you know, that opened my eyes up to the fact that, you know, uh, we want to be more involved, you know, and, and, and just see more kids and, and have them touch my life, bring their stories to my house. It's, um, we have started, if you've ever been to my house, we have a hallway that goes down to the bedrooms. We have started an Indian wall right now. That's what it is. We're looking for an Asian when he graduates. But we, we, we go to all the graduations. We have hosted three of their families when they've come. They've been here. We've put them up, fellowship with them. They've cooked food for us. You know, it's been great. So, uh, but we've photographed them, and now we got their pictures on our hallway wall. So when you come in, you walk down the hallway, you see these, you see my children. Yeah. All with Purdue diplomas. Yes, they do. <laughs> Boiler up. That's that's beautiful. Um, yeah, that's what it's that's really what it's all about. Just you know, loving loving our international neighbors, 
and just being a part of the family, just bringing them into your home, being a, bringing them into your family. One of the things you don't realize is you're not just um, supporting uh, the student that's here. Like you said, Beth, the families of these mm. students are so eternally grateful to you. Um, one of our young men last May graduated, and his parents came over, and they stayed with us a little less than a week. First time ever in America. And they get out, pull in our driveway. The dad gets out of the car, and he literally runs over to Mick. And he's already weeping, and he throws his arms around Mick, and he says, the man that has helped my son, the man that has helped my son. You know, one by one, we can change the perception of Americans across the world, across the world, simply by opening up your, your, your table, adding, adding a chair to the, to the table, adding a little more water to the soup. You know, they don't expect anything grand or glorious at all. Um, they, just, um, they just will receive your love. They really will. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for sharing. Um, can we all thank uh, Beth, Deanne, and Mick for sharing this morning? Well, um, so we, uh, my wife Stacy and I, uh, we've been a family, host family as well for uh, International Friendship Program. And um, as I mentioned, this is just something that's become more and more dear to our hearts, um, just reaching our international neighbors. Um, and I can tell you that, um, so we have children, uh, ages nine and seven, two daughters, and I can tell you that um, being a part of this program has really enriched our lives. It has created conversation with our kids that I don't think we'd um, have otherwise. It is bringing so much context to them to global, global things. Uh, when the missionaries come and speak, they, they understand, they, they know what we're, you know, that brings new life to that. Um, and so it's just been a really uh, beautiful and enriching part um, of our family. Um, and we've created new friendships, uh, which have been beautiful, not just with, uh, you know, the, the, the students that we host, but also other host families as well. Uh, so, um, that's been just a wonderful part. And the, the most important thing, it's just a constant reminder of God's call in our lives to uh, reach the nations. Um, it's just that daily reminder. Um, if we have that in our lives, uh, where we're reaching out to um, our friends from across the globe, um, it's just that reinforces that uh, uh, message um, of, of reaching the nations. So um, I was actually, last night I was... Um, going through our evening devotional with our kids, and um, the Lord just uh, dropped the what I feel like is the perfect verse um, in this season uh, of our lives, where there's so much concern and they're worried about what's going on in the world, and you know, with with COVID and everything. And um, this this particular verse uh, was the uh, the Bible verse last night that we discussed, and it's Second uh, Corinthians chapter one, verses. Three and four it says, "Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in our troubles." Okay, but it doesn't. So it's, it's such a blessing to have that comfort, have that comforter in our lives uh, of of God. Um, but it doesn't stop there. 
the verse goes on. So um, God who comforts us in our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves received from God. So this comfort that God gives us is not meant for us to take and just keep to ourselves. Um, God calls us to share that with others, uh, to, to be that comfort um, for, for those around us. So um, uh, as Beth was talking about, you know, just the international, uh, the students and their families and the, just the, um, just the, uh, what they're going through. We think about everything going on for us, but just to send your child away um, and, and in, in these times and not really know what's, uh, what to expect, uh, just to, just to have a piece here, you know, Jesus here waiting for them, uh, and blessing them and loving on them, um, loving our international neighbors, just what a profound opportunity that is, um, to, to, to show Jesus to others. So, um, and so like last night, as we were discussing this verse, I asked, you know, kids, our kids, you know, so what does that mean? And, you know, one of our daughters just chimed in perfectly. She goes, it means we should love people. And that's absolutely right. We should love our neighbors of a different race. We should love our LGBTQ neighbors. We should love uh, our, our neighbors from other countries. Um, we should just love. So thank you, church.